Welcome to another 1905 podcast. Hello, everybody. I'm back. You're back. Did... Oh. did you miss me? It's like pantomime, isn't it? Fucking did I miss you? Jesus, of course I didn't. Well, I'm not going to lie. You. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, Rick. I didn't even listen to the last one because I thought you were just going to bore the shit out of me. <laughs> she won't hear us flagging her off then. That's all right. I will go back because, you know, I like to make sure I've got all bases covered. I've just not had a chance yet. But it's nice <laughs> to be back. I did You're actually miss, miss you guys last week. The feeling we, wasn't we... mutual. Oh, well, I was, I was going to say we did miss you too, but Rick's just... Yeah, well, glad you did, Ash. Of course he's lying, he's lying. So, obviously, we're here to talk about the uh, game against Arsenal. Yes. Uh, away at the Emirates, or home, depending on how many home, uh, away supporters you counted in the home end. Um, nice little uh, 2-0 for us against them. And... I guess the biggest news of the day before the game even kicked off was that Lukaku started. So, who'd like to jump in? I'll let Rick. I'll let Rick go first. I'll go first. I don't mind. I don't mind going first. Um, Get on with it then. (laughs) (laughs) It was all right. (laughs) Yeah, he was all right. (laughs) He was all right. He can do better, but he was all right. Um, no, on a serious note, he it was very nice to see him in the starting lineup. I was going to say, rather than talk about his game straight off, like, let, how did you feel about actually seeing him in the lineup, and were you expecting it? I obviously haven't listened to the last pod, and probably loads of other I people didn't either. Wouldn't say I wouldn't say I was expecting it, but I wouldn't say I was surprised either. If that makes sense, I was kind of like I just trust the manager. I just, yeah. It, he that sees is... him all week. You know how he was looking. But I was happy he was there. Very happy. That's word for word what we said on the last pod. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. But I'm not expecting. But he, um, we did say as well, he's he cost best part of 100 million. You're going to throw him in the team. He's going to play more than anyone else in that position. Like, yes. 100 Yeah, I must admit, I, I wasn't too surprised. Because I thought he would start over coming on. Like yeah. off the bench, so yeah. I wasn't too surprised. I didn't expect him to like play as long as he did no. because, uh, but I was very happy with what I saw. But my, as we all know, like I wasn't like completely overjoyed at us re signing Lukaku because I, uh, not that it's gone badly for us in the past with like players, but I always think like there's more of a risk attached to that. You're more open to criticism. And if you don't hit the ground running or, you know, any sort of slight thing and everyone's just going to be like, oh, God, why have we done this? And you almost – and for that amount of money too, like there's a level of expectation. However, obviously we know, like him coming from Inter is a completely different beast to the way that he left England with United. Yeah, and I think – I said to you last night, I think, didn't I, when when we spoke – that goal was so important because he's wearing number nine and because he has come back. Had he gone a, a game or two without scoring, then I think that's when people start to get a little bit twitchy. You know, the, the talk of the, the curse of the number nine shirt comes back. Yeah. People would rather have Khalid Bularuz or Steve Sidwell fucking in the shirt instead of, <laughs> instead of Romelu <laughs> Lukaku. But, but what I will say is 
looking at the comments from Tuchel and and you know the, the the club's assessment of the situation is we're getting a striker in his prime, like you said, Trace. He's completely different to the player that left Man United. Yeah, hundred percent. He's, com- he's a complete in, in a completely different physical state when you look at him, mm. um, and he's become a bit of a leader. You know, captain in Belgium. Um, he's you know he he's got a lot more to him. And he's got a real desire and hunger to make it at Chelsea. Well, this is what I was going to say. Like, before we signed him, I wasn't really overjoyed about the idea. I mean, I don't know. I just sort of thought, you know, I felt like it was more of a risk than maybe Haaland, because Haaland's younger. But but, shut up, Rick. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I still wasn't like... Three minutes it took for the first shut up, Rick. That's actually, that's good. He's done well. It's normally about five seconds. (laughs) (laughs) But I did feel like as soon as he was sort of like announced and then then it was like seeing his his videos and like he actually looks really excited to be back. And and I think he actually feels like he's got a point to prove and I think he's determined to do that. So that is already a very massive plus point for him. I don't think he's going, I think he's going to do absolutely everything to make this exactly what he and us want it to be so I've been very excited about watching his videos and um the way he talks about the club and even talking about um Trev scoring that goal and because obviously he was really good friends with Nate before when he was here last time we did mention it on the previous pod oh well I don't listen to it uh but but from my point of view hearing all that and just knowing that um, the desire he seems to have, and like he seems really happy to like almost like I'm home, I'm back where I want it, want to be. I think that's a massive plus point. And then uh, when he was in the starting lineup, I did, and I even posted that gif with the "Oh my god, it's happening, it's happening," because I had this general sense of just excitement just washed over me. Expecting to start, it was just seeing his name in that lineup, and it was like, right here we go then. Yeah, and yeah. As we can we get on to his performance now or yeah go on it was it was lovely to see a striker bullying Arsenal defenders again just pure bullying like that's progress yeah just like they could not get near him you know it was it was clear and obvious what he was going to do but um, he won't do that every time and him he, he attracts players to him. Which when you've got the likes of Mason Mount, Kai Havertz, um, attacking midfielders that you know might play instead of those, or even dare I say it, our centre backs or Georgie or Kante bringing the ball out from midfield, like teams are going to have to, and, and with the wing backs as well, with Reese and Alonso or Chilwell or whoever's playing getting forward. So in this game, obviously Reese and Alonso, it. We give so many problems to a defence. If they put two men on Lukaku, one in front of him and one behind him, to stop him getting the ball to feet, then there's space. Our wing-backs, then we're playing four against two or three at the back. So um, he definitely adds something. I think we need to be careful and considered and not run away with, uh, not, not run away with it and, and not get ahead of ourselves. But we're, we're clearly going to win fucking everything. <laughs> yes. I actually, I, I actually don't think you're far wrong. Though I think if if we can keep players fit and the, the dynamics felt good against Arsenal, don't get me wrong, it is Arsenal, and I, you know, it was I, our cup final though. 
They played yeah, better it, than they it, did against Brentford. Oh, yeah, but they couldn't have played much worse. But So I'm not getting excited about that. You know, I want to see him against City. I want to see him against top teams that might know how to handle him a little bit better. Um, I don't think Arsenal are anywhere near the kind of side that I'm expecting them to even make a mark on Romelu Lukaku, to be fair, or anyone for that matter. I know they had their moments and, you know, there were times where we did go a little bit sloppy. But I think in general, I'm not getting excited just because it's Arsenal. But we've had two, well, actually, if you include the Super Cup, actually, three very accomplished performances from everybody, nearly. Oh, we play, um, as, we play as a team. We are the sum of, yeah. some of the parts. Just and it run... does feel like a good... Um, sorry, I was just going to say, it does feel like as well, I think the Super Cup, which I think we did allude to afterwards, I think it was a great way to start our season because the camaraderie immediately, you have your break after the Champions League final, you're riding a higher, but then you're... You know, well, obviously most were at the Euros or in your uh, international comps. And, you know, coming back, it's nice to kickstart with that. So I do yeah. think that sort of put us on a good level. And, you know, Lukaku knows what it is to win something. So I think actually him being added into that is actually yeah, a nice way to start. Yeah. Uh, Rick, before before like we get your view on Lukaku, can I just run through stats quickly from the game? Of course you can, mate. Thanks, darling. I was quite happy, like, not listening to Rick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm just a bystander tonight on the pod. (laughs) So, he had 43 touches. 11 of them were in the opponent's box, in Arsenal's box. That was the most out of anybody on the pitch. Uh, 95% pass accuracy. Eight shots. Eight jewels won, which was the most as well. Two shots on target, two take-ons, two fouls, one, one goal. So, two shots on target. Trace, you know this is coming. Told you I was going to put this in there. Yeah. Last week, we were asked a question. Um, what will Drogba bring to this team? Drogba? I, uh, Drogba. Wishful thinking, isn't it? Uh, Wishful thinking. Oh, Wishful thinking. That's fucking epiphany. Lukaku. <laughs> what would Lukaku bring to this team? And I said, looking at our stats from the previous game, Super Cup final and Palace, we were having, you know, in per 90 minutes, 20-odd shots, five on target. And Palace, we seemed to convert more of them than we should have done. Um, but the same last season, you know, 20 shots, five or six on target, one goal, two goals, tops. So I, th- I said, with a striker, we're going to start converting them. And two of, he had two shots on target and one of them went in. And that, we're going to get that conversion from him, I think. Ah, uh, well, you can't grumble 11 touches in the box. No, no. And still maintaining 95% of <laughs> Is Rick going to grumble? Probably. can't grumble about Lukaku, can I? He was he was brilliant. Um, oh, you're not going to call him Lukaku as well, are you? Lukaku, Lukaku, fucking same thing, isn't it? Cack. No. <laughs> okay, I'll call him Lukaku just for you two. Is that better? Or just Rom if you can't do it. Look, I call him Rom. I can't do it. I call him <laughs> um, Big Rom. I thought it was just nice to just have a physical presence up front. It's been a while since we've had that physical presence. As proven on the goal that he scored, he he's fine with his back to goal. He can spin and go in behind. He spanned to go in behind. Um, he was there for the ball across. Obviously, it was a tap in, but you've got to be in the right place at the right time. As a And he just... He tormented. He, I think I mean, Mahari's going to be getting. 
Yeah. <laughs> 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 to get there, to get there. So he, 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 the ball was obviously played into his feet by, I think it was Kovacic, wasn't it? Um, and he's played it back to him. And yeah, and then he spun and he just outpaced that defence. It was only 15, 16 yards, I think. And yeah, what more do you want from a centre forward, though? You've That's got a centre forward who who can have the ball into their feet. They're comfortable with their back to goal, but they can spin and go in behind if needed, and they can score goals. What? And they're good in the air. What more do you want from a centre forward? That for me is the complete centre forward in a team. Agreed. Agreed. He should have had a second of his header as well, but. Great save, oh, though, wasn't it? Fuck, what a save. It. He saved it either, could he? His face absolutely well, he, it, up. He was falling as he, he headed it, so he didn't see what happened. And he got up and he looked the to power. Mace. And he, he was like, how did that not go in? And Mace went, oh, the keeper saved it. And he was like, what? He saved it. Like, pushed it onto <laughs> yeah. the bar. His face the power behind that header as well but was the, ridiculous. The, the, the clipped in ball from Mason. Lukaku pointed, screamed where he wanted it, and, and Mace put it on a you know, on a sixpence for him. Uh, that was another thing that was very, very good that I liked about Lukaku's performance was from the first minute, he was talking to everybody. Hey, I think yeah, he's actually, a leader now, isn't he? I think, yeah. And I think, as you said earlier about um, the Belgium armband, I actually think that that's probably served him well because he is actually a senior player within our side. Yeah. And um, I think... Him coming in and he was encouraging. He was, you know, he was, you know, whipping it up and he was talking to people all the time. I actually thought, do you know what? You, you, I do feel like you've come into this with some great big gusto, mm. and I, I like that because I feel like he's he's not just what we're needing up front. I think he's actually what we need in the dressing room as well. Yeah, and Tuchel's comments have backed that up entirely. You know, when whenever Tuchel's talked about him, he said, you know, he's a He's a, he's a big player with a big personality. And he said that every time, personality. And you know, like he's got in there and you can see him. He gets on with people, but he's not afraid to, to shout and ask for what he wants and stuff. But the other really interesting thing about that debut was what Tuchel said in regards to preparing Lukaku for the game. Did you, did you hear? He said that he hadn't really done any tactics with Lukaku. He threw him into this one as a bit of a training exercise just to see what he did naturally. Yeah. Nice. So he didn't actually work on attacking patterns or anything with him. He didn't ask him to hold the ball up and play him back to goal. I, I don't mean to be rude, though, do you, with someone? I mean, he's got some pretty good experience under his belt, hasn't he? I mean, he's played here, obviously, before, and he's played in, and he's obviously become a bit of a beast coming out of Italy. He plays for Belgium. He plays on the international stage. There's not a lot he hasn't done. Yeah, no, I agree. He it's kind just, of um... alluded as well himself after the game. He did say that it took him that, it's to have a look, see how people operate, where they make runs. They like yeah. to pass. And he said after the first 10 minutes, he was good. Yeah. Mm. He just made a complete assessment and went with it. Do yeah. you know, it made me laugh as well because I watched it with Riley. And Riley, um, he, do, he obviously he does support Chelsea and he, he doesn't mind going to the games, but he is the one that wants to be on the pitch. He's not, he's not such a good sort of spectator, let's say. And he was yeah. absolutely gassed about Lukaku. He'd been telling me all week, you know, for the last two weeks that I'm going to be wrong about Lukaku. And then we were watching it and he was stood and we were waiting to kick off. And Romelu Lukaku was already sweating his head off, literally. And Riley just started laughing and said, 
oh, maybe the Premier League's too much for him already. Look how much he's sweating. <laughs> 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 I said, I'll be good for 10 minutes at least, mate. <laughs> no, good to see. And what about Reese and him? They have some kind of natural link up there, don't they? Rick, do you want to jump yeah. in with Reese? Reese, he, he was, um, I thought he was, especially going forward, um, destroying t- like they couldn't handle him down that side. He was overlapping all the time. He was so high up. They just didn't know how to handle him, Arsenal. And it was a, he was a great outlet. The whole game. And so pleased for him to get that goal as well. And the way he celebrated in the corner oh. was fucking brilliant. But I felt like he was getting a little bit of a little bit of stick online. There weren't much, but I saw a little bit of stick online saying he was getting a bit too high. But it was the same both sides. It was obvious the manager had said to the two fullbacks, the two wingbacks, I want you to stay really high. And be a little bit high, and there is going to be times that the back three are going to be left a little bit exposed. But the back three, but that's why he's got Asby behind they, him. Exactly. I never thought the back three, to be honest, they didn't look like it was a problem. And it was obviously what the manager wanted because they were so high, the two fullbacks, and it worked. Yeah, I, I, I think Either side, I th- they got in behind. I think that is, I think that is a bit of a, a bit of a marker as to how we are going to play with Lukaku because I felt like. Every time that ball was played into Lukaku's feet, you see Alonso and Reese James bomb on. And that is exactly where the second goal came from. The ball was played into Lukaku's feet. That Murray, who couldn't get a sniff all day, was already on the other card. I think it was Murray, or maybe it was someone who clattered Lukaku. And the ball broke to Mason, who fed Reese James. And it, I mean, the finish was. <laughs> that wasn't. That but was hang on. A young player. Hang on, sorry to interrupt you, Ash. I just want to say, can we just take a moment that it was an open, it was an assist in oh, open play for yeah. Mason Mount, and apparently yeah. he doesn't get assist in open play. Apparently, no, yeah, so, never. just in the Champions League final, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah so final every time. I'm not going to complain. Yeah, I was, was going to say two in four games already. Uh, uh, just to address yeah. the, twi- the, the all the Twitter nonsense. The kids go back to school in a week or a week and a half. So <laughs> it'll go, it'll go a bit quiet then. Won't it? They'll only Normal be on service. after four pm. Normal yeah. service resumed. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was, it, it definitely felt like that is how we're going to be playing. And I think that the when you you put your wing backs that high high up, and you play that ball into that striker's feet, the problem is if the ball gets turned over at that point, we've committed too many forward. But I think with Kante on the pitch, we are much better. Uh, defending a counter attack, so, uh, yeah. We're, we also seem a little bit more disciplined yeah. when he's on the pitch. I think he's got like that calm and influence around him well, where you can trust him. I think it enables other players to stay in their position. The only thing he's I did want to ask, I did want to ask about um Reese. Um, don't get me wrong, I think he had a fantastic game, oh, but I was very surprised in the second half that we didn't see a little bit more of like uh, considering the scoreline. Uh, that we didn't see uh, a bit more of the sort of overlap with um, Aspi because they've been quite good at that, but it did seem to be all Reese James. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think with the tactics, it does feel like um, now we've got the striker that can hold the ball up. We can play the ball into his feet centrally 
somewhere between the halfway line and the box, and then push everyone forward at that point, and, and keep the I... three at the back in case there's a counter. Yeah, I was going to say, because regardless of anything, if Alonso is on the pitch, he's assuming that striker position. So he's never coming back. So it is down to the three at the back to cover those areas. Um mm. I think yeah. with Reese, he's a bit more disciplined, but Alonso's just wild. Don't get me wrong, I think he's actually been all right, to be fair. And I, I think, think Alonso's great. I'd have, him pegged, yeah, I'd have him pegged for a, a, a few goals this season. But, um, yeah, with him, he, he does what he wants to do. And if, and to be fair, if we're playing to that strength, then it's only going to work nicely for us, to be honest. Yeah, One, yeah, one thing I can't understand that seemed to be different against Arsenal so I don't know if either of you have got an opinion on this, was even even when it was on the right-hand side, our right, Reese's side, if we had a corner, we were put, we were doing short corners using Marcus Alonso. Yeah. So we were sending our left wing-back over to the other side to take a short corner and work the ball back. And it just felt like, I don't know, I, I, I didn't understand it. Well, maybe that was the tactic. Confuse the fuck out of Arsenal because I don't yeah, think it it's that it hard. It didn't pay any benefits. Alonso weren't. No, true. He weren't, like, didn't, didn't do anything. Yeah, that's an odd one, to be honest. I'd much prefer us to like launch it into the fucking box and try and score from it. Well, Actually, we yeah. scored a few from corners last year, didn't we, as well? I was yeah. going to say, we got into quite a good rhythm because we obviously lost the man who couldn't like get past the first man. Um, our corner's got a whole lot better. And I'm surprised yeah, that it's not me, just know. sort of been... And not being stuck into the mix when you've got Lukaku in there seems a bit strange because he's obviously got the height as well as the build. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't you don't want Lukaku coming down on you, do you? Let's be I'm fair. Not, fuck, no. <laughs> if, you just, if you have Christensen... So on the pitch at the time, Christensen, Rudiger, and Lukaku, all coming in for headers. I mean, yeah, aerially, Christensen, he, he can leap. Yeah, he can't score, but he can leap. <laughs> he might be able to nod it down to someone. Though. <laughs> yeah, he can get a headed assist in like the six-yard box, can't he, or something? I thought he had another good game. He always, I, I couldn't even tell you the last time I thought he had a bad game. He looks very composed every time he plays now. Long-term and... successor to Thiago Silva. Yeah, I was going to say, I... how much of that do we think is down to the fact that he feels a bit more settled now? We know that, you know, the history of Christensen, where he actually was a really bloody good player coming back from Gladbach. And then he had that issue with Barca and it really rocked him. And I don't know whether now he's just a bit older, a bit stronger mentally as well. Like whether now he's just realised that, you know, if you have a, that bad moment, you just spend the rest of the game making it He needs it up. that manager who knows when to put an arm around him and knows when but to put a rocket think... up his arse. And I think Tuchel does that. I think he gets the and balancing act right with him. I think him and Silva, to be fair, because I actually think, realistically, Silva's like the the defensive leader that we haven't had for a long time, or since Terry, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, Dave's great and he's our captain, but he's not He's not that same player, Sil- is he? I mean, he's... Silva, though, and he's elite at it. He's been an elite defender for, what, 10, yeah. 15 years now. He's been one of the best in the world. I wonder how good it has been for Christensen that he's just there. Because I do feel this season he's going to be very much... I'm not being funny. The back role. If you're not learning, if you're having the opportunity every day to see how he works, how he trains, yeah. speak to him, get advice, you're in the wrong game if you can't learn off somebody like that. 
Yeah. Um, he's yeah, got to be like he's... a sponge with him, isn't he, really? You'd hope so anyway. Do we just think like everything that's sort of like, you know, rolled out from uh, last season, especially, do we think that then it's just that it's happened to just be the right mood, you know, the right thing for Christensen? You know, the maybe it was the manager it's the right change. Fit. Maybe it is, yeah. Dare yeah. I say it, it's the say it, even down to the, the moment Thiago Silva got injured in the Champions League final, Christensen came on and turned in a 10 out of 10 from the moment he came on that pitch. Like, to, to, when he lifted that trophy, he would have felt, I won this. I I won this. I am worthy of this. And that would have given him a massive boost in terms of just confidence in his own ability. Not on a day-to-day basis, like, but every day going forwards. And yeah. I think you can't underestimate training with the likes of, of Silver, who is a serial winner, um, but now belonging. Now feeling like he belongs at the top tier and at a club where, you know, Silverware is being won. Um, with Maybe he doesn't feel quite... Part of it. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe it's that there could have been like a real self-confidence issue with him where um, he, he wasn't feeling like that. But because he was quite integral to the last part of our season, especially, absolutely, he might feel like now he feels like he's he actually worthy He needs to feel important, position. doesn't he? He needs to yeah, feel important. Yeah. He's got to have the belief. And he looks like he's got the belief now. And he quietly goes about his business as well, doesn't he? I like, I like him. He's not, you he's know, very he's unassuming, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh no, we actually agree, don't you? Same, Same word. word as well. I'm gonna cancel the recording. I'm gonna. Oh, God, Fucking six six take... six just flashed up on my laptop as well. <laughs> <laughs> this might be the start of a beautiful thing. No, it fucking ain't. <laughs> um, I think, I think there is a lot of. Assurity is that the right word? Assurance? I don't know which is the Ooh, right one. But assurity isn't a word. No, but I quite like it now. though. We can make that a word. It is now. Um, <laughs> that's in going that, in the dictionary. That... Oh, that's definitely going in the dictionary. I quite like that. Assurity. Love um, that. In the back line, like we said in the last pod, Rick, that we're seeing a, a, you know, a lot of good things from Alonso at this early stage in the season because I think Rudiger just mops up behind him. He doesn't have to be in the right position defensively because Rudiger does play that wide centre-back role quite well. <laughs> and not he's just only got the that, between Rudy... his teeth, Rudiger, isn't he? He just fucking yeah. covers everything at the minute. Oh, but not just that. It's just the shit out. I absolutely love, love his shit out. Completely. As soon as there's a tackle or there's a bit of argy-bargy, he's straight in the middle of it, isn't he? He's straight and in if there, we win in, he's telling them what the score is. It's fucking... Yeah. I love him. Love him. I to think of one word that sums up the three of them that started on Sunday... Aspilicueta, Christensen and Rudiger, for me, assured would be the word. Because they mm. that's how they that's 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 what they, they feel like. They feel like very comfortable and very strong and solid. Yeah. And I, I didn't feel like there was a fuck up in them. No. And the fact that actually, like, you know, Tiago Silva's nowhere near that in a minute is yeah. uh, it's a pretty nice position to be in. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think but... Tuchel, Tuchel knows that he can't just play silver every game. He's saving him for the so-called big games now, isn't he? I think that's what he's doing. Exactly. And Silva will be, you know, he's, he's probably Well, he might have to he might have to earn his place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but you know what? Well, it's difficult to drop someone when we're not conceding goals, isn't it? Especially at the back. Um, yeah. Gold exactly. did a, a tweet about our strength in depth and they put two 11s up. One was the 11 that started against Arsenal, I think Arsenal, I it was Silva. And then the second eleven, and you know that they are. We, we have got strength in depth. 
second will, 11 look brilliant. It is about challenging for places now. It really well, the, the nine on the bench, I'm not even kidding you. I think um, other Prem teams would be absolutely like overjoyed to have that capability. That, and I genuinely looked at though. that. Yeah, I genuinely looked at that and just thought, shit, that's actually scary. Like we've, and I think that's what Sorry, we were sort of alluding to. To paraphrase, to quote a meme that's out there, scary, but not for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally. True. I mean, when you're looking at those on the bench and you're not complaining about the first eleven as well. Do you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, they're just not playing or or Tommy doesn't see that they're, you know, maybe they're just he doesn't see them fit for this game. Um, to see that on the bench knowing that at any point any one of them could come on and make a massive difference is exactly what we have been building towards. And if anything, I think a lot is owed to the fact, and it sounds bizarre, that we ended up with that transfer ban because we wouldn't have ended up with players like Reese or Mount. Do you know what I mean? Or, or potentially yeah. Christensen would have gone. And I and I look at that and think that almost was a bit of a, a saving grace for us because, yeah, because it, it's meant that actually we could, we as fans can appreciate um, the academy products that we've been wanting to see that probably wouldn't have got a sniff. I think Mount potentially would have, but I don't know where, you know, and I, I just feel like at the minute it feels like we're in a good place. And I and I must admit, I can't remember the last time I said that about Chelsea. <laughs> at the start like, of the season. It looks like there's kind of, if the money's spent well, and, I, and let's be honest, the money's always going to be there if it's needed. Um, yeah. And if it's spent in the right ways, with the average age of the squad as low as it is at the minute, it's kind of like you're for like the next five, six, seven years. Um, yeah. It's scary. Because we haven't scary. Just gone and we haven't. Our usual tactic is just go and buy someone who scores against us. That's usually our tactic. Or a player that plays well against us. Uh, but when we had the transfer ban, we literally had to we had to work with what we had. And but that's actually produced us some absolute gems. And we have now to go down that year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were. So, well, I think as well the other thing is um we have uh, and I can't speak, I, you know, I can't predict the future, but we've at Chelsea, there's been a lot of firing. Oh, I thought you could. It's a bit of a letdown. A lot of firing and firing of managers. Um, <laughs> and it has felt, particularly when we got Jose back for the second reign, that was that was the most obvious evidence that we were going for short-term glory. The likes of De Bruyne and Salah and Lukaku himself, you know, were all shipped out because we needed to win something. And we've remained that, t- we've, you know, we've, we've kept that. We've remained that team that, that will do that in order to, to keep winning. But with this squad, like we said at the start of last season, even though it was under a different manager, we felt like we are building a squad to not win the next Premier League, but win the eight after that. And, mm. Yeah. And I think that that's what we're doing. We, we do seem to have much a, a much clearer long-term strategy with our recruitment. Um, even at the moment, like the, 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 the Kunde deal that might be happening, um, now that we've the uh, Zuma looks all but done to, to West Ham, um, that puts us in a we're actually in profit. From uh, the and, window. Yeah, but and also, 
Is that because? Yeah, he's well, gone. So but so we're actually like we're actually in profit this window, despite but also forward. Having now Trevor Shalabar, who was going to go on loan and it now seemingly isn't because Tommy is actually impressed with what he's seen. Yep. So it, the ability to pull back on something now as well, as opposed to that knee-jerk reaction of, oh, he's young, we need to get him out and on loan. Yep. He's been given, you know, a couple of good ga- games, sorry, where he has played exceptionally he's well. He's impressed and he's there. But normally... Normally at Chelsea, it makes no bloody odds. You could have the game of your life, but if that decision's been made, it's been made. So the fact yeah. that oh, if now back, we're making what seems to be more informed, deci- you know, or uh, insist- yeah, more intelligent decisions, I think is the word that I'm looking for. Yeah. Because I think we were very knee jerk. And I think, and actually, even if Chalaba doesn't play, you know, half the games this season, even if he gets half, I don't mean to be rude, but some of the loan deals I think we're looking at already aren't going to necessarily be the best for some of the players we've put out there, as we have seen in the past. So to have half amount of games with Chelsea would be far better than yeah. a full season oh, with I Norwich. Think... Don't mean to be rude. Oh, oh, if he has 15, Gilmore, if he has 15 or so games for us, that's brilliant. Mm. What I will say is I think... You know, early season form doesn't necessarily define your season. I think Norwich will have some games where they do actually. The fact that they've got Gilmore, there will be games when they are in a battle and he does see plenty of the ball. Um, and it might teach him something that we we can't see will be of value. But I don't think be. it's. I don't necessarily think it's a bad loan deal. I think I'm just more thinking that. I don't know who's actually expecting Norwich to stay up this season. No like one. just now? so so the problem with West that and, and as it, yeah and also like the Fulham when when Ruben wasn't getting a sniff at a team that needed to win games. Yeah. Like it that I just find those dead deals. I think I'd rather see a player go to a championship team who's got half a chance of being there or thereabouts or even in playoffs and you know like winning games whereas I feel my only thing is I mean don't get me wrong Norwich could stay up none of us are my meters but I just feel with those sorts of clubs (laughs) I just think that it's very much a it's a bit of a it or miss in it I think we put I think we should if if Loftus-Cheek can't get in the team Let's loan him to Arsenal. They need a centre midfielder. They won't finish higher than sixth anyway. And he'll... He still won't be able to play against us. Exactly. And he'll potentially take <laughs> points off of the, the teams that we're battling with. So, mm. strategically, send him to Arsenal for a fucking season. I'd quite um, like to see him like, have a chance, but I don't think it's going to happen. No. And again, so that I wanted to ask about our midfield. Now, um, we saw, obviously, Kovacic and Jorginho for the second game. Kante's clearly been wrapped in cotton wool a little bit and, and given enough... He comes back in for Liverpool. To keep... I think I, so. I, I think, think so. Tommy's yeah. played an absolute blinder with that. I think Werner comes in for Liverpool with fresh legs as well, having only had a minute and a half. Mm. Because they will play a high line. They will I, I'm not going to lie. I, I wasn't all that impressed with Georgie or Kovacic. I don't think I've made a great... And it's annoying because we said last one, didn't we? I was very impressed with Georgie against Palace. Oh, against Palace? If I was on the pod, it would have been already first game, first praise. Yeah, uh, it was. It was without you. But um, (laughs) I I, I thought Kovacic played okay. I thought Georgina played okay. But they didn't really dominate that midfield. Um, If anything, that was the end we were the the weakest. 
I do think Georgie was better as the game went on, but I do feel like Kovacic is a bit headless chicken at the minute. I don't know whether you agree with me or not, but I don't really care if it's right. Kante Kante does does headless chicken, but he does it so well. He runs everywhere. He just... But that's the thing. But he'll he'll win back the ball, whereas Kovacic he'll win will run down like heads. And but but he also loses the ball and then has to run to chase it back, whereas he yeah. ain't can't they? Like can't they only gives it away just to win it back? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I I don't think that's our first choice midfield. I think Kovacic will be on the bench um, going forward. I think Jorginho and Kante give us and balance. Kante. And yeah, they 100%. are becoming more and more used to each other as well. And I think they, they give us the balance of everything. I think I think they are the better pairing and the one that we should potentially try and stick with. Yeah. And the other interesting thing as well, when there's always talk about Georgie's forward passes, um, with Lukaku, when he's got a Kante next to him, not Kovacic, it'll be interesting to see how many times Jorginho tries to find Lukaku into feet because we might see a lot more forward passes from him. Yeah, there. that's a good point, actually. So it's a good point. Well, what about be interesting um, to see. I actually thought that um so who was it? Mount uh Havertz. Uh, I, I thought can't the right, remember. The right lineup. I thought the right lineup. I yeah, and I actually yeah, I think obviously I would have had Kane, but I I think did Tommy did play a blinder with that because oh, sorry, I think I he's absolutely geared up. Mountain Havertz, I think they were the right options because Havertz I actually think the lineup in general was like spot on. It was spot yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I did I'm actually maybe, feel maybe that. To- oh, Christ, Rick, are you all right? <laughs> What's happening? I just wanted to throw a curveball out there. I know. He keeps like he trying to. He actually said he agreed with me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't it's know what's going on. Isn't it? Yeah, I feel a bit creeped out. It's I making me sweat a little bit every time I say <laughs> I agree with you. I'm like. Sw- <laughs> Why do I have to say something controversial just to keep it interesting? Yeah, go on, do it. <laughs> I think we should close Cobham. <laughs> close Cobham yeah. yeah. Shut up. I've had enough of this Cobham sexual nonsense. They're all getting on my nerves. Just shut the academy I, and sell them all. I, I'm a I Cobham, actually... I'm a, I'm a Cobham celibate. I'm actually, I'm actually Cobham sexual and proud because I don't know any real Chelsea fan that is upset about producing from an academy. <laughs> Imagine no. being upset about producing from an academy. What a weapon you have to be to be upset about oh producing from an academy. Imagine how, how gutted Barca are that they have La Masia and like, it's always done well for them until now. But You've been staying. Yeah. yeah, it's awful, isn't it? Mm, um, it's really bad. What's what a club? What were we talking about before we got to that? Uh, oh, about the lineup. But we were talking about the um, the front three. Yeah, uh, I think with uh, Havertz playing 120 minutes in the Super Cup, um, he needed um, a bit of a rest. So obviously, he didn't start against Palace, um, which saved him for probably the more on paper tougher game against Arsenal. So I wasn't surprised at all to see Havertz start and make some mount. Mm. I, I don't need to say anything else other than his name, Mason Mount. You, know, you, you play him when you can. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And I also, but I also think he's going to have more of a rest this season. I do think Mount. that because, yeah, I yeah, think you don't he have will. to overplay. Think... Now you've got all them options. Oh, we're and that's 
yeah, and I think um, I was I was happy to see Ziyech. I was happy. I was happy with uh, for Timo to. Come. I would have liked Timo to come on a little bit earlier, or I won't lie, because yeah. I actually wanted to see a yeah. bit more of what him and Lukaku could have been like. But um, we, yeah. we said last night that we've got a week. Yeah. No training. Uh, no training. No matches. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing distracting from training. Just pure tactics for the Liverpool game. So. I fully expect Werner to start against Liverpool. Fresh legs as well. Running in behind against their high line. I think Lukaku's going to occupy probably Matip and Van Dijk. Um, what a battle. What a battle Big Rom and oh, Van Dijk's you know going to be, think, by the way. I don't think he'll score. I don't yeah. think he'll sniff a goal, but I think he will occupy defenders and create space for the likes of Werner to get in behind. So it wouldn't surprise me if we saw Werner and maybe Havertz... Um, well, see, I'm, I, I, I've got a feeling, right? Because everyone is now playing the whole Lukaku is a flat track bully and all that, I don't right? Yeah, that's what we needed. No, no, no. Which I really don't mind. I wish we, I wish he could have played against um, Crystal Palace. I think he would have a fucking amazing day. But, um, but just scoring against Arsenal and that obviously being, like you said, the t- the tougher fixture on paper. I think the fact that he just came in, scored, done, like, thank you. That's a good start to me here. Um, I actually think he's going to surprise people against Liverpool. I think he's going to, I think he's got the measure of, Fran- or he will have the measure of Van Dijk. Well, don't get me wrong. I think he I'm will excited to see that. Me too. He will create a goal. I think he'll, he'll be our battleship in the middle of the front line. Like, but I it's think be brilliant. what he will do is create space for others, for us to play into. And we'll have loads of Oh, goals. yeah. And I agree with that. But I think, I think where, I think people are think that he may not score. I think he's going to have more of a fun oh, evening there than glorious, we think. Give me a glorious Lukaku header where Van Dijk ends up on his ass, please. I'd love that. Yeah, that would be scenes. That would be Honestly. Scenes. <laughs> yes. I think... I mean, I'm not expecting Lukaku to walk on water or anything like that, but I do think just I his... am. <laughs> but, oh, well, see, but then that's where I think. But I, I think that he thinks that for himself. So I'm very interested to see how this season plays out with him because I think he started with a very good mindset, and I do believe that he believes in himself that he can do this, and that he's he's not that number nine curse. He's with... he's taken that no drama and yeah. like you said started I mean me and me and Ash did joke on the phone last night where we were saying if that was Timo in front of goal you're not quite sure whether that would have gone in or not so as much as everyone's calling it a tap-in it's not for Chelsea no, no. <laughs> I, I I think with our, with the quality we've got in our squad good enough to win the Champions League right to outplay the likes of Atletico Madrid Real Madrid Man City three times Liverpool, like the big games that we won with this squad without a 20 plus goal scorer, 20 plus goals a season goal scorer. Well, you... Tammy was, but I'm not going to. Well, he wasn't, though. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't. He scored 20 goals last season. He didn't play half of them. So, yeah. He had a one in two for the games that he played. For the games that he played. But there was obviously, you know, I, I honestly think it had Tammy played against Arsenal. The other day, I don't think we'd have seen as as good a performance as we did out of Lukaku. Lukaku is is I love Tammy, and you know, two assists on his Roma debut. We know he's going to do well. We know he's going to do well. He's a great footballer. Oh, I actually, I actually think um, I'm gutted 
because actually I would have preferred him to stay and learn from the likes of Lukaku, Same. actually. Same. But um, I think it's a great move for him. I'm just sad that actually I think of, and even Tuchel admitted himself, that he hadn't given Tammy the chance that Tammy deserved. But there were question marks he had how a, Tammy trains wasn't there that was but but Tommy himself did actually say um that he actually should have given him more of a chance and I think he's well but 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 but, I don't I don't I think Tuchel did what he had to do to do what he did last season and and no Chelsea fans are going to complain about that like he saw fit what he saw fit and it fucking worked so you know no one's complaining I just think that I don't know. I, do, I think I would have liked to have seen more desire to keep Tammy to kind of, because I do genuinely think that he's going to do really well. And I think if he's scoring one, everyone was saying like buying Lukaku with 20 plus goals a season and he's one in two and this, that and the other. But so was Tammy. It's just because he doesn't look like Lukaku. No, I don't and, think it's just that. I don't think it's just that. I think Lukaku is definitely more accomplished. Um yeah, but 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 there's a there's a world of difference in their ages too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no denying it, but that's why we've got a buyback option. Yeah, Rick, you're being quiet. He's just Darth Vadering in the background. Mm. <laughs> are you oh, gonna, could you hear me? Sorry. Right, are you going <laughs> to agree with Tracy or me here, mate? He doesn't I, like Tammy. Um, that's strictly not true. <laughs> um, Matt, Matt I'm going to agree slide... with me. I'm going to side more with Ash on this one. Hey, what a surprise. Um, it's the right move. Abraham's not as good as Lukaku. No. There's no question he's... in my mind he's not as good. No, but he never is going to be. I don't, know, I don't know if his ceiling is as... I don't know if he will ever be. His ceiling's not as high. I, I, genu- I hope he... I hope he achieves the maximum in the game. And it might, He might even come back to us in the future. We've got the buyback option. However... My opinion is that he he will never be as good as Lukaku. Oh, never! So even never. when he gets to he, Lukaku's age, even when he gets to Lukaku's age, he he oh, won't have I'll achieved in terms to... of a goal scoring record. Yeah. He won't be as good as Lukaku's, and he I'm won't achieve actually, as much. I'd actually like wager that. It would be <laughs> interesting <laughs> to see. I, I'll, I'll be WhatsApping you later, girl. <laughs> I'll agree. I, agree. I, I I don't think Tammy's ceiling is. I think Tammy will have a great career. I don't think his ceiling is as high as Lukaku's. And I think what we've got now is we've got a forward who will play every game and demand to play every game. The appetite, the hunger will be there. And we'll, we'll our style of play is already suited to him. Whereas yeah. I think either the style of play or Tammy himself, one of it needed to be moulded to the other. So there was work to do. If we want to start challenging on all fronts straight away... We, we haven't need... got time. We, we haven't, yeah. The only thing I will say, which I'm actually really proud of him for, is that actually that is a tough move at that age when you've only ever known one thing. And that's either. Yeah. And I think, and just the the massive change in culture, in country, being away now from his family at such a young age. But the, and I have to admit, I did go very, very, very like teary eyed when I saw him meet. Jose for the first time. Yeah, the kiss, and the cuddle. The kiss, the cuddle. And it was almost like he 
he, he looked so at ease and he looked happy to be there. And that, for me, was just the pleasing thing because this must be a, a really scary time for him and, you know, breaking away from everything he knows. But fair play to the boy because if he's going there to improve his game, I rate that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you've got because I'm sure there was offers in London. He could have stayed near a home. I was going to say, he definitely could have gone to, to Arsenal. And considering yeah, oh, the fact Arsenal he's an Arsenal fan and he actually him. turned it down, well, <laughs> it actually it, it makes depends. me laugh. It depends because that, that's one version of events that he turned it down. Apparently, they never made a formal offer, but he's, him and his family were all Arsenal fans. So, I, yeah, think, he I, don't, to, I, I think he wanted I, to go there, but there was no no offer from them. I won't lie to you though. I don't. He. I think Tammy's not a, a you know, a silly boy. I. You're not learning anything from Arteta. I ain't improving your game no. playing under Arteta. And I think he's actually made. And and this is what I respect more than anything, especially at his age. Is that I feel like he's made a football decision, not a heart decision, because yeah. he could have stayed in London. He could have gone to Arsenal, but I don't think that would have helped him in his development at all. And no. I think he we knows that. Seeing, we are seeing more English players. He'll be going, great under Mourinho. Going abroad or players from the Prem, you know, been here the whole time. Youngsters starting here and going abroad. So there's some sort of poetry about that as well, with all the stick that Jose got for not like trusting youth, and he steams straight in and steals Tammy. Yeah, Quite like yeah. that. <laughs> and, and ironically, as soon as Jose was announced, Pedro thought, "Well, I'm fucking off," and he's gone to join Sarri. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's that. a that's a very weird move. He's going to get absolutely trounced every week, yeah. can he, for yeah, that yeah, move? Yeah, yeah that's a terrible very move. strange. Um, yeah. uh, so, but, so we we happy that we've talked about the game? I, Is that I, enough? I, it, yeah, yeah one, one more thing I want to discuss. Oh, of course go you on. Do. You sure? Yeah, go, go on. on. Hit us I just, with it. Go on. Hit us I just with wanted it. to talk about the, the weekends because I'm buzzing, but go. <laughs> All right. Petr Cech, 28 clean sheets in 48 games. Mendy, 27 clean sheets in 47 games. Oh. Amazing. So one more and they're equal. If we keep a clean sheet against Liverpool... Oh, no pressure, Mendy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a testament to the goalie himself, but I think it's also a testament again to the manager and all the back, the three defenders and the two wing backs. Like, oh, that's a whole collective thing. Let's not forget, and, and, let's not forget that first that first season for Petr Cech, we conceded fifteen goals in the Premier League. Oh my God! Yeah, that was that was because and, we fifteen goals in a season. And. and the, the thing that makes the whole thing even sweeter for me is that Czech was the one that said we had to buy him. Yeah. Yeah, both yes. from the same club. There's yeah, a great show, the same great club. Show. There's a certain romance about it all. but um, Yeah, there is. I like oh, Mindy. I, love the I think romance. his quality. When I'm called just upon, a bit, he'd done his job perfectly. I'm just a bit gutted that it will be this year we lose into the African Cup of Nations. But, uh, yeah, I think we're, I think for that reason we'll see a bit more of Kepa. Yeah, I think we'll leading be, up yeah. to January anyway. Definitely in the cup, cup games, games and maybe yeah. some group Champions League games. Yeah, I they'll think keep so. him in Nick for when he's away, Mendy. Yeah, he'll have a few games. But Kepa's sure. going to be Kepa again. This is a squad full of confidence, even on the bench and in reserves, because Kepa won us the Super Cup. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, absolutely. Praise all round for that, and he and he was confident as well, which which I think was my main worry about him. But he stepped yeah. in, did exactly what he needed to do, and I think he needed that. I think Tommy done him a real service there because he needed that. Plenty, plenty good yeah. things. Um, so I'm I'm really excited about facing the Dippers on Saturday because it's just one of yeah, my favourite fixtures. Um, uh, so I want to ask your prediction. I'm not giving mine because everyone knows what mine is. Okay. Realistically. Yeah. So, are you ready? You're going to go first. Me. I'm ready. Yep. Oh, you're both, both ready. ready. Well, go on, Ash. <laughs> you go first so that then Rick can just copy you. 1 0 Chelsea. Oh, do you think it's going to be like a nail biter? I think it's going to be Tommy Tuchel in the latter stages of the Champions League. We'll have yeah. possession, we'll create stuff, we'll get. But it, it might be two. It might be two. But I'll, I'll go one nil. Uh, go on, Rick. Off. Um, I, I am gonna go. I'm gonna go same as Ash. I'm gonna go one nil. <laughs> oh my god! And oh, I'm gonna go. It's gonna much. be. It's gonna be one. Don't get jealous. <laughs> um, it's gonna be one nil, and I'm gonna go for the scorer as well. And the oh, scorer go is going to be Mason Mount. Oof, that'd be great. Yeah, well, he got, got, got a winner there last time. Have uh, you got a score, Ash? Timo Werner. Yeah. that. Oh, actually, that would be poetry. Do you know what? I'd, I'm going like to chuck a fiver on it. No. Oh, no, Dad, he's not going to score. <laughs> I'm so fed up with Chelsea fans <laughs> pinning their money on Werner. You, you who put him in your fantasy football leagues and you who keep betting on him to score. You're the ones jinxing him. Pack it in. He's well, going to get out. Second. Hold on a second. I did say 2-0 and Lukaku to score uh, against Arsenal. And I put him in my fantasy football team and Reese James. And I did think... you chuck any money on it, though? I think that's... No. No. Well, there you go. So please don't do that. Thank you in advance. No, I actually think I actually think Lukaku's got a good chance of scoring. I do think it would be my two-one scoreline, even though that's quite predictable for me. But I actually could see that happening. I think um, Liverpool look quite dangerous going forward again, and actually they don't. They seem to be creating an awful lot of chances. That I know they haven't played anyone of any real note at the minute, good, but they're riding. Yeah, they're riding just as high as us at the minute, you know, two and two. So um, I think it's going to be quite a good matchup, but I do think we will edge it by just the goal. But I think we will score two, and I do see Lukaku being there somewhere. Let's have it. Nice. Well, we'll see who's right come Saturday, won't we? We certainly will. Yeah. Has anyone else got anything else to say, or are we done here? No, I've to put it. In the simplest terms, I've fucking had enough of both of you. <laughs> well, to be honest, Rick, I think this is probably the nicest you've ever been on a pod, so I'm happy to call it quits. <laughs> I'll quit while I'm ahead. Yeah? yeah, next week me and you will fight, and then I think me and Rick should do on our own so we can just literally bitch at each other for an entire pod. It would be amazing. It's what the, it's what the, what it's what the listeners well. want to do. <laughs> yeah, we would. Although you've agreed with me way too much. I've, I think you secretly like me. Scary, isn't it? Scary yeah. for it. He, did <laughs> he didn't deny it. it. He's thinking, oh, she actually does talk She's to me. She's on to me. I've just, I just been such a twat to her for the whole three seasons. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, it's been a pleasure as always, guys. And uh, I think the fact that all three of us are predicting a win feels good to me. So, um, yes. yeah. Positive, yeah. positive, positive. Let's have it. And we'll be gonna... back after the uh, Liverpool game. Yeah, Go we're going to win it all. Yeah. I think we are. Yeah, Everything. Are. Quadruple. No, six two pull it is. Six two pull. Oh, six two pull, yeah. Love yeah, we've also got to win the now. Club World Cup, haven't we? So yeah. that'd be Just good. remember, six two pull rhymes with Tommy Tuchel. <laughs> I love a six two pull with Tommy Tuchel. I love that you laughed, and we all know that's true. Hundred percent is true. <laughs> I'm going to put that as my bio on Twitter. I'm going to change you my bio on Twitter. Should. He you will. Should. Bruno will come calling. Um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, it's been a pleasure as always, guys. Always. And uh, yeah, keep the blue flag flying high. Keep the blue flag flying high.